proud of this grab it out my soul so I'm so robo dope I never choke and in front of a crowd I ain't no joke brainwash it'll stain at all costs and remain the kings and rename the damn block S-H-A-R-L-O-K Poems rock the mic tight him don't play looking super fly like every day all up in you with Mr. PJ L-A all day West Coast represented singing hello to my people through the speakers bobbing with it go and get it get it right we be nice on our mic Saw my poems Peter and John baby rappers delight clap if you like it's on a night she looking right gonna be if it's on and it's on high Welcome to Atlas Bach, the weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your mediocre podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode 46 entitled, One Very Weird Game. And a quick producer's note, my apologies, Tim's audio quality degrades in the podcast. Frankly, it sucks. No excuses, and the matter's been fixed for later episodes. You still get the same great content from Jack, Greg, and Joe, as well as special guest Dusty. Welcome, Bacher Nation. Let's run through the games real quick and see if anybody has anything to say. We've had the Punks beating Reader and Metal. Wow. That's a that's a big one. Joe's team hit the skids at the wrong time. We had a Mission Commission beating Bad Street. Yawn. What else is new there? 47 Ronin beat Lethal Injection. Playoff implications on this one, and I think Mikey's probably out at this point. The Dreamers beat Mr. Blonde's Heroes by a lot. And St. Locash crushes the Philadelphia Experiment 2 and takes the high score for the week. No more bullshit about wanting to play second place. Chris's team is for real. A couple of things that stood out. Obviously, you know, Chris dropping 61 was, uh, was, is impressive. Woo-hoo! St. Locash, baby. He, he, <laughs> what's what's his team's name now? Uh, he called, and now he's the two Jake Shakur. Now that Jake Bowers is getting eights for him. Um, to go along yeah. with, I guess, Jake Lamb, who's getting shit, but uh, it's a cute name. Uh, he'll change it in a couple <laughs> of days. Jose Ramirez, last season, and then where he's at now, and and considered, what, three, four weeks in, this guy was batting like fucking 190 or something. Like, I actually asked him, would you, know, would you have traded him at that point um, because he was so bad? Don't tell me that. Don't say that he would have. He said he wouldn't have. He said he, he actually turned down trades. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I happen to know one deal. of those, at least one of them. I do. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's no fun to bring the name up anymore. But <laughs> Buxton's gone from his team. Harper's gone from your team. I need a new joke. The other thing, obviously, that stood out is um, no offense to the, the dreamers, but we have talked about, you know, the record and, and obviously having a great season. But again, that random uh, <laughs> luck, they would have beat only what two, three teams this week. 
um, and they just happen to to play one of them. So again, they get another win. It counts, um, just like last week's, I guess, counts. Um, so, um, but uh, mm. so that's another thing that stood out is is again they uh, log another win, but again with what the seventh highest score this week. So um, that stood out to me. The punks and and Joe, that was just a, a fun thing to play with for all of us losers down here to make fun of Joe for a week. No. LJ's team, everybody's going to have one good fucking week each season. And, and Joe scored 50 points and lost. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm, I'm, I would have preferred to win just because we're going into the week where anything can fucking happen. Uh, Pops will probably win this week with the all-star break. It's a short week. Oh, right, right. Okay. So you have, you have a good pitching performance and the other guy doesn't, you're going to win the game. I'm just relieved to be out of my misery. <laughs> uh, and I, I, you know, I have a question for the competitive spirit committee, you know, now that I'm, I have no chance. And again, I'm not talking about intentionally tanking because there is a race to the bottom for those coveted overall picks. But like I had to pick up three players off the waiver wire because of fucking injuries. If, if I had chosen not to pick up an additional catcher, and went into the next week with just one catcher, would I have been negatively viewed from a competitive spirit perspective? No, as long as you have one, I mean, yeah. No, I've been doing it for, again, for three weeks now. Remember, we go. went over this a while yeah, back, I and I just, I've been well, riding Posey. Jack, Jack, no offense, you're the last person whose opinion oh, of competitive spirit clause is meaningful. Sorry. I should, have, I should have said Tim and Joe. Oh, man, that's interesting. Why? Well, because he leaves in injured players. I'm the last one to break it, yeah. Picked up Robinson Chirinos for uh, next week as a backup. We made a trade this week, um, Greg and I, which which hasn't happened in a while. And um, yet Taylor Trammell, uh, MVP of the Futures game today. I think it was a good trade we made uh, on balance. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have too many minor leaguers. I needed to get some young major league talent so i could again not i don't want i can't you know in a good conscience have minor league players on my major league bench maybe one if i don't yeah. carry a second pitching staff but if you, you know right it, it depends on it again it, it comes down to like i'm doing it and again in in some situations you could i could see you know somebody arguing it or, or what have you i have um kingery on my bench so that covers Second, well, he's in the majors already, outfield. right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He's saying that My allows is, him to have a minor leaguer on the correct bench. because I have Kingery, I can use another spot or two on my bench for you know. No, like Miguel Sano was on my bench. Now he's a minor leaguer, but I've just left him on my bench. I hate to say it, but that's basically what the Dreamers are doing last season, wasn't it? Different situation. Again, and we could talk about it now or later, whenever. If you have someone on your bench that's a minor leaguer and can't play, then you're doing exactly the same thing. No, it's not. If I benched Javier Baez this week, that's what the Dreamers did last year. Yeah, but what if you put in Javier Baez and he goes down on Tuesday and all you have is minor leaguers to be able to plug in there? What's the fucking difference? There's no fucking difference. Well, there's a right, little that's difference. That's not the case, right? What's the little difference? The only well, the little difference is starting is somebody who you know is not going to score as many points as the other guy. But it, uh, listen, <laughs> that was my point to Greg. All you have to do is cover it. If it's covered, then you're good. So again, Scott Kingery covers an injury to second base, to third base, to shortstop, and to outfield. And in how many pitching staff do you have, Jeff? In addition to him, I have Bell and Franco, which cover the, the corners as well. So I have all my positions covered, essentially, really, with fucking two guys other than catcher. 
and catcher, if you're going to run with one player, mathematically, you can fucking justify it because the good ones are getting two points. Well, then what I say is that, you know what? It's a fucking dynasty league. You should be able to do what you want. Screw the fucking competitive clause bullshit. So, Jack, what happens when I play you on the last week of the season and Scotty has managed to catch me and we're tied going into that last game? Your catcher goes down and I win by .05. Is that going to change the way you think about it? No, not if Robinson Chernos is my fucking option because he's they're probably not going to give me a point oh five anyway. It's specifically catcher. Yes, yeah, I can. Yes, I can see what you're saying, and obviously already kind of being in a, a situation of a close game like that, back and forth. I do understand it. Uh, again, any other position, I've covered all of my positions except catcher. I could pick up a catcher and spend money on a piece of shit that might get me a fucking point or a fraction of a point, but I think I, I think it's justified at that position. Again, uh, you know. Hey, I'll trade you a Yadier Molina for a prospect if you want. <laughs> so I, I still don't don't you know necessarily agree with what Tim's saying, and everybody just do what the fuck you want. Um, I am, you know, it's a, a calculated situation for me and I, it is taking a chance. It's also taking a chance. I mean, uh, you know, I guess if you want to get into it, yeah, Javier Baez and DJ LeMahieu could both get hurt. And at that right. point, I don't have two backups now because a dame's got sent down too. um, the two minor leaguers I have in my bench, both were in the major leagues this season. They're just not now. Um, but so that could be a situation, but I, but somebody else has that situation too. I guarantee it. This sounds like a pretty convenient situation for you. Basically you're arguing for your position that there's a logic behind it, but when someone else does for the same exact ends, uh, that, you know, it's somehow different for them. No, no, well, Jack, it, let me, let me ask that. I this. just told Greg that I just told Greg that I, that the same situation, he picked up Robinson fucking Chernos. When I saw that Greg picked up Robinson fucking Cherno, I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, why would you, why like competing. that? Make- yeah, that's right. Competing. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Jack, do you, how many pitching staffs serious. do you have? I I just dropped my second staff. See, I mean, that the one thing I will defend Jack on two quick points, like even in my good years when I had pussy posy as my catcher and he was pretty durable. I, I there was times when I didn't roll with a, with a backup catcher and I rolled the dice. And I will say, if you're going to go with one pitching staff and, and you know, you're never going to not have a pitcher because of the way the staff system works, obviously, you know, that does create an extra bench position. And so to me, even though I've not chosen to do this this year, though I might still, if I have, if I roll with an extra uh, bench player and he's a minor leaguer, I don't think that's terrible if I'm using this, the, the position that would have been for a pitching staff. That's my thought. Well, I'm not even using all my bench spots either because I have one, two, three, four, five, six injuries. Uh, again, you know, part of it for me is spending money on pieces of shit. I, I, I just don't want to do it. Um, so I, you know, not only do I have six injured guys, but again, out of those guys, one, two, three of them are, are well, major league players, Byron Buxton. Um, and then the other three, <laughs> the other three were actually supposed to be hopefully by the end of the season. So that's another kind of gamble that I took in that I expected Jimenez, Robles, um, you know, these guys to, to not necessarily be participating at this point, but um, to be usable, uh, through, you know, by the end of the season. You know what? If the Dreamers were on last year, they could say, look, we don't want to 
we want the best player pick and the best best pitching staff for next year. That's what we want. So we're going to bench our good players to make it happen. In my mind, there is no difference than what you're saying is I don't want to pick up a player who may give me some points and could change the game. What? Mm. You're fucking crazy, man. Like I like, all, even why, why am I fucking crazy, dude? You're saying exactly the same thing. No, it's nothing. How is it the same? Even if the player that I what we we're talking about picking up was going to be used, the guys that would be picked up at this point aren't even good enough to play for me and Greg. Like they're, they're not being used. Robinson Chernos isn't going to start for me if I picked him up. The only way that he's going to come into play is if there's an injury. Yeah, and right. he'd start with you if there's an injury. Uh, absolutely. Right. And then how many games is 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 Robinson Chirinos? What percentage of games would you say he's going to make a fucking difference in? So what you're saying is if you have a good player, you have to fucking play him. But if you have not so good players, you don't have to pick up any replacement level players. You can just roll with what you're doing. That seems that seems backwards. It seems awfully convenient mm-hmm. for you to say it. So you can play for a pitching staff last, next year because you don't want to pick up a player and the chances someone gets injured. But what you can't do is if you have an all-star, you've got to play that fucking all-star. So basically our competitive clause really is if you have a top 25 player, you have to play that guy. Why? Why You just gave it a number, first of all. So again, Okay, top 50, top I, I, 20, I top back, 10, whatever, top 100. I, I go back to to saying and and again I don't know what what you consider Javier Baez at this point so I say he's a top I, 50 right maybe I, not borderline definitely top, top 50, 50. Yeah. definitely top 50 this year I, it, it, yeah anyway it doesn't matter point is he's my best player if I benched him if all of a sudden I I'm not using him and and you know Castellanos and and the guys that are getting me points my best chance to win as is then that's one thing. If 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 Diaz doesn't get hurt, then Greg just wasted $10, correct? Well, yeah, but I think what Tim is saying, Jack, to be fair, is that there's different types of non-competitiveness. Right, that I agree with. There's like the naked, bald-faced, I'm not going right. to be I'm going to be cynical and not start my good players and start players who are lesser players. That's what definitely I said is, this running is a foul. Different. It is, is different, different but, from what happened last year. There, if there are levels, okay. then yeah, you're, you're, lesser level. If there was somebody that was obviously better than Buster Posey available, and I chose not to pick them up, then that's even another scenario and situation, in my opinion. What we're talking about is a backup that probably won't get used, and even if he does... Yeah, but if Buster Posey gets injured on Tuesday, not having a backup means you get zero points. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe is still fucking better than zero, an absolute certainty of fucking zero. I agree. That is correct, mathematically. <laughs> this is like what it must have been like to be uh, Molotov watching Lo- uh, Lennon and Trotsky oh, have Jesus. a falling out. Or, or to be Ringo and have what? Lennon and McCartney. Actually, George is my favorite. Yeah, so, so again, just to, to make sure that my, my point is clear, so that one at least one of us is clear. I Ooh. agree. Clear to who, I dude? Agree. Clear to yourself? The logic I, doesn't transfer. I, it doesn't make sense. I agree. There is a level of discussion in the competitive spirit clause of being not carrying a backup catcher. I do not agree that it's even close to... Benching Freddie fucking Freeman. I still don't get it. I'm I 
The fact of the matter is I don't get the basis you're saying that on because the intention is because I'm not going to spend money to get additional points. Right, right, no, no, right. That's the intention. For me, I don't want to spend money for nothing. For him, I want to score less points. Those are the intentions. If, if Now, if this, the, 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 a tributary of the situation becomes that I score less points, fine. But that's well, not let's not intention. get into geography right here. The point is, is the that I'm not going to spend money to get fucking... points. It's the same fucking thing as I'm not going to put a player in to get points. Ultimately, the outcome is the same. You're wrong. You're saying that basically the value of me spending additional money isn't worth it. Or a backup catcher. You could do backup anything. You could do backup anything, dude. doesn't matter. Well, you can't because then my argument's different. Then I'm not arguing. If you said, if we were talking about an outfield, yes, then I'm not, now I'm not arguing because the, the probability of a third baseman actually getting you points, a backup third baseman actually getting you points is much higher percentage-wise than a Robinson fucking Chirina, than a backup catcher. Dude, we've had games that have been decided by less than 0.5 points. Well aware. So we could have a game decided by a backup catcher. Absolutely, in that scenario, correct. Again, I'm not arguing that it could. I'm arguing the percentages of the position and the probability of the points versus the cost of doing so. This is going to be a hell of an addendum to the competitive spirit clause, by the way. All right, let me let me let me try it this way, Joe. Which position would you say garners the least points on average out of all the positions that we? The one with an injured player. Well, you can't argue with that. You can. I, I think a reasonable person would say the right thing to do is carry a backup for every position. If you can, if you can cross it over into you know, multiple positions with one guy, that's fine. But right. yeah, I, I've never been in a situation where I haven't had a backup catcher, even if he sucked. I, I can't, uh, I can't be on your side on this one. I'm, uh, I wasn't asking you to be on my side. I was just asking you which position. Well, it's clearly catcher average. Okay. So, However, so there, the right so thing to do is to carry a backup catcher. Uh, and and you may be right, but that's not what I'm asking. I'm what right. I'm asking is, <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, you know what? We're not going to resolve this now, obviously. So let's take a look at the standings. We have uh, St. Low Cash with a big win, huge win, at seven and eight. They are this year's lethal injection. We have Blondie at three and twelve. You know, whatever players are gone for them. Greg's tragedy's over. Funk and Punks at five and ten. They've got a late surge and still have playoff aspirations. Mm. In the Griffey division, we have uh, Reardon Metal at eleven and four with their loss. Omission Commission moving into second place with a nine and six record. We have Lethal Injection at eight and seven, and we have the Philadelphia Experiment two at five and ten. In the McGuire division, we have Ronin at twelve and three. We have the Dreamers at 12 and 3, and there was some drama around this. Maybe we can get in this in a little bit. And then we also had Bad Street. Uh, now they are dropping to 3 and 12 in a distant, distant third. So there you have it. Okay, let's go ahead and grab some drinks and let's come back in, uh, in about a minute.
my face above the water My feet can't touch the ground, touch the ground and it feels like I can see the sands on the horizon at time You are not around, I'm slowly drifting and we're glad to have you back. Um, so wanted to share some news. I don't know if it's big news. It's probably not big news, but I wanted to share with everybody in Bakker Nation that I'm going to be sharing the uh, commissioner uh, responsibilities going forward. I was not paying attention to making the changes in appropriate time. And in particular, uh, there was one change that uh, I was responsible for that I should have made, uh, but that I didn't. And uh, it could have negatively impacted a playoff race had I not been, um, or had (laughs) actually had a lucky circumstance of events shown me that uh, I wasn't able to do that. So I have asked um, Jack to step in and be a co-commissioner with me. And Jack will be handling the day-to-day details as we go forward and really making sure that we don't put anybody in the league in that type of position going forward. Wow. I think it's just important that we bring the two islands together. (laughs) What really drove it was the fact that um, on, well, let me take you through it. At 6.32 Eastern time on July 7th, Jack requested to have Abdubal Herrera subbed in for the injured Brinson. And this was in the game between the Dreamers on the the Mondays and Jack. So Philadelphia Experiment 2. And the Philadelphia game actually started at 4.05 Eastern on July 7th, meaning the next available time for Herrera to earn points was on Sunday, July 8th. Joe executed the injury request to be active for Saturday and Sunday. Given that Herrera's points should only count on Sunday, we need to remove 0.4 points. Herrera had two singles from Jack's total. And in reality, Joe was just trying to help out. He, He knew I was having some struggles with trying to make the uh, adjustments given some things that were going on. So he was just helping out. And, um, but realizing this could have had a material impact on the race, I decided it would be good to make the change. To be fair to you, though, you had that injured foot from the flip flop incident, didn't you? He did. I, I, um, and, and I just only want to point out just for the sake of, of timeline and the, the emotional roller coaster that I was fucking riding here over the last 24 hours or so. This is a game, first and foremost, that I was winning most of the week. I was up by a couple points, this this game we're talking about, most of the week. Um, it had the Brinson non-substitution, which we're talking about now, but in a kind of a different scenario. Um, and, and I ended up losing, uh, as far as we knew, at the end of Sunday... <laughs> by 0.05, five hundredths of a point, 40 to 39.95. And, and, and even then, for some weird reason, if you remember that 
dust. He thought it was tied at one point and showed a picture mm-hmm. where it was 40 to 40, which kind of yeah. adds to the weirdness of this game, but never came back up. Doesn't matter, but it's just an extra weirdness. So at that point I had lost, right? And uh, even, even the, the news coverage of the, of the games, uh, courtesy of CBS sports lines bots, which does a, for listeners, they do a weekly recap, a written recap of the games and they email them out to the members of the league. Even their article, the narrative of the article was that the Dreamers had beaten the Philadelphia Experiment, too. Correct. And that came out on Tuesday. And there was no Correct. So there was no reason to, to think otherwise until a couple days ago when there was a change in scoring by Major League Baseball of a play, ironically, by Buster Posey, <laughs> of all people. Uh, who played late Sunday, so it was like late in the game, and and they he had been uh, a, the the defender had been charged with an error on a Posey single, uh, RBI single, and they changed it to a hit later after the fact. So just a couple days ago, my score changed to forty point three five, and I got credited the win, which was confusing and became this big conversation and we had to go back and everybody tried to figure it out and dusty was confused and i ended up finding the the change and sharing it and and so on then so at that point now i have won that game and was excited and everything's great and then this came up sorry tim go ahead (laughs) so then dusty sends me a text and he acknowledges that he understands the ruling it makes sense but the, the text said, hey, well, I think we still technically should have won. Unless I'm wrong on the ruling, dot, 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 on 7-7, Jack asked for an injury sub, and he put in Abdubal Herrera for the Phillies. However, according to my email alert, he requested the sub after the Phillies game had started. They had a 105 Pacific start, and the request came through at 330 Pacific. So unless I'm wrong, he shouldn't have been able to get those points on 7-7 since the game had already started. Maybe a little bitchy, but dot, dot, dot. And so Herrera actually got a, uh, he got 0.4 points. He got, uh, he went two for four with two singles. Exactly what Posey had gotten me to put me over. So the exact amount of points I had just been gifted by the fantasy gods in major league baseball. I was, I was having snatched away with a very short amount of time. So my, my first question is, and, and we can talk about it later, whatever. Uh, had this been brought up to anyone prior to this moment or no? Like, in other words, did they know that this happened on Saturday and then just held it in their pocket and watched and, oh, we won, so it doesn't matter? Or once they lost, did they go back and start researching <laughs> and find this is is just a question that I have. Um, and, but so but it hadn't you they hadn't brought it up to you prior to this moment. They had not. Okay, go ahead. And and frankly, they could have given the situation. They could have just logged it when they saw it, uh, and then figured, "Hey, I don't need it." Right. That's what. I, right. That's what, yeah. Very possible. Which I thought that what what would have happened was that when it was showing Ty on his phone, which it was on no one else's phone, so I still don't understand that. That that would have been the the time to bring it up, right? Um. Mm-hmm. So, um. What what's crazy is this is. This is the, the the owner who was playing fucking Xbox while we were drafting, who hasn't made one trade since we've uh, started this season, who 
was dubbed the zombie team last year because he wasn't paying attention and we thought that they weren't even going to be a part of the league, is now so zeroed in that he knew Abdubal, uh, whatever, Herrera's points for last Saturday's game and the start time of the game. Like, this guy's a fucking baller, man. I didn't know that. And granted, Greg, (laughs) go ahead. Uh, obviously, I haven't been known for paying attention over right. the last that's, short that's, while. That's what that's uh, your but, charm. That's part of your charm. Uh, however, I um, and, and, and that is the you know I, I I explained to you guys prior to this last time when I was explaining how I had screwed up with the Brinson thing. I explained that once I saw what I had done, I just immediately went and put Herrera in, which is what I did. <clears throat> Honestly, I didn't know whether the Phillies had played, hadn't played. I didn't know that I was getting his points that day, not getting his points. I didn't go any further than that. Again, that's how little I've been paying attention. No, I just because you the trust the commissioner to do his job. Well, I just read, I just made the replacement and moved on. <laughs> I never looked back. I never thought twice about it. Never considered it until I saw this text. Yes. You know what? Fuck it, Greg, man. Fuck Joe <laughs> and Jack and me being committed. You fucking be commissioner, you piece of shit. You fucking do it, man. You fucking fuck you. I you know what, dude? You fucking do so it. So easy. It's you fucking do it. Yeah. You pay attention every goddamn game every hey, day. I love you fucking that, do it. Uh, I love that um that meme with the giant cup of coffee though. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Fucking don't deflect, you motherfucker. Sit back, show up late to the calls. Fucking, you know, I want, I want only green M and M's. I don't want fucking other color M and M's. Fucking talent. God damn it. So, um, yeah. So, because the job is too big for me, because no good deed goes unpunished, and Joe was trying to help. He did make the change. This is what threw it. I mean, this is when when Jack and I were trying to piece this back together. We noticed the change happen at fucking twelve eleven a.m. on technically Sunday morning, uh, Eastern Joe. time from Joe. So I guess we all know that Joe, you probably had had a chances few drinks. Are. Yeah, chances are you had had a few drinks at that point, and just we're trying to help out, just fucking do a solid for a buddy and make the change and you know, hadn't looked at the game time, right? So uh, I'm not sure how I would have found the game time at that point. So he was drunk. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> no, I don't know how you can go back once the score is there. I don't his know lemon tree mentioned. Find out it, when it's the, not a, the game it starts. It's, yeah, it's, it's not weird. Thing you have to go and yeah. you go to the Phillies. PDF yeah. of their schedule, and then it's you can actually that. see the game time. Um, well, the good thing is you can blame me. I, I actually don't want to blame you. The fact of the matter no, is, no, I is think that you should. As that, commission- that gets you off the hook no, with uh, no, dude, no. the dreamers. No, at- well, Tim's well, already yeah, made no, his it's, resignation. It's Tim's speech. fault. It's Tim's fault. Tim's responsible for for handling whether somebody else tried to help him out because he was, you know, not handling <laughs> his duties, and because you know. This has the exact feel of your of your typical disgraced politician announcing that they're stepping down. Except mostly the, the disgraced politicians don't say, I'm stepping down as your president, senator, governor, but I am staying on as lieutenant governor, and I'm going to govern <laughs> in conjunction with my lieutenant governor, and I look forward to someday being governor again. Which gets us to the 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 power struggle that I talked about. So the fact of the matter is is that the old guard 
as represented by Jack, has now staked half a claim to the commissioner standings to the new guard. So the divorced dads are back together. We're fucking running the league together again. We're not running a team together, but we're running the league together. And we're basically bridging the two islands because Jack shared with me this morning that there was some maybe questions about Tim's ability to govern appropriately as the commissioner, uh, given you know, that he allowed something like this to materially affect. But but do you, do you guys see the irony of this? The guy whose indifference and being asleep at this fucking switch led to this big snafu is now grabbing power back. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's like, you know what? Well, that- I, it, it's like, you know what? I, I was uh, speeding and the local sheriff didn't do his job appropriately of catching me speeding, <laughs> so I'm going to run for sheriff. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it's funny that you said that though, because it does. It did for me internally. It that did have an impact. So so, um, like I, I, I know I made some jokes about it, so on and so forth. But the fact that I was responsible for that, you know, again, not quite what happened last year, but for um, <laughs> the two weeks. So that you are it, a it stubborn motherfucker. You are so goddamn stubborn. It made me realize that um, that I know why you know, we got divorced not, in the first place. That, that's what I fucking know now. <laughs> that, that I'm not paying attention. Like I and, and the uh, a part of the difference is that that like I said, not only does my team suck now, um, but I'm not responsible for the lead. I don't I don't handle the shit. I don't you know. So I'm not paying attention on a regular basis. And um, and I realized that that I actually kind of missed a little bit of that. This did happen and the timing of it and everything else. But there is more to to the whole situation. Um, so so point being that um, there was never a question of my attentiveness to my team or to the league when I was commissioned. Yeah, so not. what you're saying is unless you're in charge, you don't give a shit. <laughs> well, I still won't give a shit about my team. I'm just going to give a shit about the league, which I do. I just don't, there's no, I'm not going to not be the commissioner and have to stress like the commissioner and deal with all the bullshit of the commissioner and have to go back and fix commissioner type stuff and figure out, you know, then fuck it. Make me the commissioner. God damn it. So well, is think- your first act going to be to sanction yourself for not carrying another catcher? No, I have a backup catcher. He picked already- one up on break. Before, I, didn't know, I didn't know if before the, the announcement I did. I actually put two and two together. I'm like, dude, I can't do not have a catcher and then then make this announcement. So I got <laughs> well, I, I think I speak for all the non um, all the owners and non leadership positions in the administration that now with you both in charge, that we're all confident that you have this shit on lockdown. That's Greg just not wanting to have to fucking deal Again, with shit. That's exactly we, what it is. We did multiple times. Tim has done it here and multiple times invited Tim's private conversation. Uh, point out that if Greg had any interest in any of the <laughs> the responsibility, that we'd be happy to turn it over. No thanks. Well, you can throw it out. <laughs> exactly, why, yeah. why don't you put it out there on a poll for the rest of the league? Maybe somebody else would like to be commissioner. Okay, let's run through this. Oh, that's yeah. that's there is there and and again, this is where. You know, and this is thank God Scotty's not here. It's just Greg that I'm gonna have to deal with. But wouldn't Mikey like to be commissioner? But there are some people. Mikey shouldn't be commissioner. No offense. Oh. I love Mikey to death. He's a great. But if he stood up and said, "I want to be commissioner," I would say, "No, no, 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 no." Like there's just 
some people really shouldn't be, in my opinion. Mike's dad probably shouldn't be the commissioner. That's just my opinion for a multitude of different reasons. Political like Mike, Mike doesn't. Mike doesn't even have the app on his fucking phone, bro. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, there's just some things that, um, you know. So, so if we did, I, I don't think that Mike would say he wants to be. So it probably wouldn't be an issue. But um, Scotty would probably be a great commissioner. He would not do He's it. Not- I've fucking I've talked to him yeah. and said, dude, you should do this. He's nope. So basically, probably. what we have is we have three of the four people that host this podcast that have been on a uh, commissioner. The fourth doesn't want to be. And you know what, dude? Honestly, I would say you're fucking smart. It's a, it, it sucked. It's not worth the price of like you get, oh, you get to play for free. Like it, believe me, it's not fucking worth it. (laughs) Which, which one of you commissioners is going to facilitate my latest pickup I'm waiting on? Fuck you, man. Relax. Hold on. He's not going to fucking make a difference. My responsibility moving on, moving forward. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. All right, boys, let's go ahead and try to. Uh, invite Dusty into. Uh, I can't wait. Got your guy for you, Greg. You got him. Oh, thank you. No problem, buddy. So, so let's. He, one thing they say about him is that he looks like and has similar attributes to Buster Posey, and he plays for Oregon State, so his team colors are orange and black. And he's afraid to fight. We'll see. Dusty. Dusty. Get some light in here. Yeah, baby. So the one thing with, with headphones that helps is that um, I can hear me when I talk. So if you have headphones on, I can't hear me when I talk. So you're saying I shouldn't have headphones on? No, you should. If you can have if you can have headphones on, that's it actually works better. All right, give me a minute. Let me see if I can track some down. Yeah, no worries. My phone has a proprietary headphone jack, and that plugs up my house. So um, I'll just reintroduce everybody. So the guy in the Batman shirt with the Predator's hat and the Phillies, that's Jack, or who we call Swagger. Jack actually, 23, 24 years ago, started the Fantasy Baseball League. Right. He's the godfather. He is the godfather. That's exactly it. Um, and uh, the guy that looks like Walter White, Who's chewing something right now? Um, with the nice Tommy Bahama fucking ethos going on right there. That is uh that is Joe. So reared in metal. And then the other guy with the Fila hat, he's pimping Fila. He's trying to get a contract with them right now. This is he's a he's a guy from Pennsylvania. We call him the Ghost King. And um 
he is he is the best story storyteller. So he's the one that really kind of uh, takes a lot of our podcasts in different directions and a lot of fun. Awesome. And I and I know Eldon Dusty. I worked with Eldon for many years. Okay. So this is Dusty, everybody. And um, I think the last time we interviewed you, Dusty, uh, Jack was not on the call. I think uh, Joe and Greg were on the call. And we are so excited to have you on the call because your team is fucking awesome. I can't get a fucking toehold and get ahead in the McGuire division with you. And we have all these questions about who runs a team, who's making the decisions, what's your strategy, so on and so forth. So if we could just start with some questions and then we, if you want to kind of take it in any direction you want, you can. But I, I guess my first question is, who's the brains behind this fucking 12 and three record that you guys are sporting right now? Uh, it's hard to define the brains. Clearly the beauty is in front of you. Uh, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, clear, clear, clearly. Um, you know, it's funny because Eldon, you know, he'll bring up, he's like, all these guys keep asking me, like, how this works and, like, whatever. And me and him, we, we see eye to eye on most things. Like, there hasn't really been a lot of, like, conflict there. We just kind of bounce ideas. I'll say, hey, I'm looking at this guy. These are his stats. This is where he's at last few weeks. What do you think? And he'll say, yeah, or no, or whatever. Like, it's very, it's really very simple. I don't, like, it seems like there's a lot of, like, People think there's complication, but there's not. It's it's pretty easy. You guys have not had any like real disagreements. I mean, the fact that you're a San Francisco Giants fan for life, you've been lifelong. He's an LA Dodgers fan. I mean, I gotta imagine that you guys have some arguments. That is like the one area where I know like I really have to like die on my sword because with being a Giants fan, like I hear all the you know, hubbub and the the rumors like, oh, this Giants prospect, he's the guy. And I'm instantly like, oh, yeah, I love him so much. It's not him to our team, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so I like on in those situations, I really like approach Elton. I say, look, I know I'm biased in this. So if I'm crazy, just say I'm crazy and it's fine because uh, I know there's probably a lot of me that's more fan than I am thinking like logically. Uh, so when it comes to the Giants and Dodgers, you know, we typically have a little bit more of, hey, if, if you really think I'm nutso i probably am so just say so and you know we can move on that's the only time really where i think there's not headbutting but a little bit more discussion on decisions because we let the the fandom kind of get in the way sometimes of of what the reality is so, so the fact of the matter is right now you are tied with the best record in the league so there are 10 teams in the league there are eight teams that have worse records and you're tied with my team 47 ronin at 12 and 3 you guys have not executed one trade this year. Is that right? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. So why can't you trade? Or is it a fact of the matter is you're like, we don't need to trade. We've got the best record in the league. There's no fucking reason for us to trade. I know like you, you offered me one and who was it? It might've been great. Yeah. I've offered you. I, I've traded yeah, with you. And, in the past. and I think both, and both of those I thought were like legit, like fair trades. And I think I talked about uh, this with you, Tim, is that it, it might just be a little bit of hubris that, yeah, uh-huh. we are tied for the lead. And, you know, why try to fix something that's not broken? I don't know. And maybe it's just a little bit of hubris in our guys and that we think that like, they're going to get the job done. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that things are going well and kind of ride it out at this point. That That's kind of what we we speculated about was you, know, you your team has the rap of being tough to trade with and i've i communicate often with your co-owner and he is you know a couple of times mentioned to me that 
he's finding it difficult to get traction making trades. And I've said to him, well, you know, you're, 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 you're tough to deal with. And, and we were kind of speculating. That's why it's so good to have you on. Is it because it's, it's running every trade possibility through the filter of two examiners of that trade. Uh, or what we also concluded was that you, know, you guys have not just this year, but you, I mean, you've made trades. I've traded with you in the past, mm-hmm. but the core of your roster over the last two or three or four years uh, has been pretty consistent. And so, you know, uh, we were wondering, you know, you, you, I think it was last week or the week before Tim, that we were saying that it seems like you value your players much higher than you value other potential players out there. Yeah. I, I think that could be a, a good way of putting it is like, you know, you kind of love the guys you have, even though, you know, really they're just pieces, they're things on a paper, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a lot to it. And when you're winning, it's easier to kind of hold fast and be headstrong with that because you're winning. So who's to say that you're not doing the right things now, these last couple of weeks have been ugly for us as far as scoring. So we've kind of escaped twice really than really winning a week. But like I said, Eldon and I are really on the same page about most of the things as far as like who we think is worth it and who can we move. Yeah. Like I even talked with Tim, like Kyle Tucker is the guy that everybody wants and he's like our biggest bargaining chip. After that, I don't, we don't really feel we have like a real impact trade piece. Mm-hmm. So then we are without that's like an extra piece. So then we are having to trade like our regular lineup guys. And if you're whatever we are, 12 and three, why are you trading regular lineup guys when you don't have extra bodies that people want other than, you know, the one kid? I, I think that's kind of where where we're at really with that. You've you punched your ticket to the tournament pretty much with this week. Um, and the craziness that happened over the last 48 hours in terms yeah. of the great. So I have two questions, essentially. The first question is, um, how lucky do you really think you are? And does that matter because you have a, essentially you have a playoff ticket. And then number two, when did you realize Abdubal Herrera actually was ineligible? Was it last week when you thought you'd already won or was it new? And you can take those in either order you want. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the Abdubal thing. Okay. Uh, so it's funny. Uh, and actually I, I was, I had already text all this out to you and I was like, no, I'm going on the podcast. So I'm going to save it. Cause I know he's going to ask me anyway. So, uh, uh, it was funny because, you know, I work at the, at the high school, so I have nothing to do all summer. So I'm like on my phone constantly checking all that stuff. So right. like I'm getting stuff, you know, right away. Right. So I knew that that transaction was going down the instant that it came into my email. I get the up, I get the, the automatic you know message from the email that somebody said something <laughs> I knew right away. Cause I had just looked at, um, it might've been, we were playing the Phillies pitching staff maybe. Right. So I was tracking that game and I knew it had already started. So I knew right away when that thing came across, like that's in the middle of the game, that shouldn't count. Um, but at that point, whatever that Saturday, to, Saturday was, we were down like four or five points and I thought we were toast. Oh, the Phillies went on. It was the Phillies staff because the Phillies went on to lose and that dropped their score like three points because they were undefeated going into that game for the week. So that gave them a big drop off. So now we're back in it. And in the back of my head, I was like, do I say something now? I was like, oh, no, we'll just see how it goes. And then we won. And I still said, oh, I don't need to bring it up. Like, I'm not going to be petty about it like yeah we should have won by 1.2 not (laughs) (laughs) yeah right uh and then (laughs) just yesterday like i text you i looked at the thing and all of a sudden it said we were 10 and 4 
and right. I had no idea what had happened. Um, and so, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I went to uh, a play. I went to the theater last night with my wife. And before the play, oh, this boy. is all I was doing. I was on, and that's when I was like screenshotting those screenshots I took. <laughs> when the email came in, and when the game started, and which, yeah. by the way, trying to find the game time start for yeah. a game that has already been played is a pain in the ass. Like it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's, we, it's crazy. Joe and I were just uh, talking about that, and I was at the fucking coast with my wife with spotty coverage as this shit's melting down in the league, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, but yeah, okay. So you're out of play again. Good, good going, yeah. Mister Monday. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. So I was, yeah, you know, doing my thing while doing her thing. But so yeah, <laughs> so it was just I, I, I knew, I knew the instant that he tried to put Odubel in that that shouldn't have counted, like back last Saturday, whatever it was. But again, right. I just figured it was a moot point because it wouldn't have changed anything. And then lo and behold, six days later, whatever wow. it was, like, oh man. Now I got a tattle on somebody because uh, I, I need this win. But. You shouldn't feel bad for that because there are, there are scenarios where points actually make a difference. So if you have points coming to you, you should claim them. Okay, well, that's good to know, Dusty. If you were paying that much attention, then I'm I'm guessing that you were aware that Lewis Brinson had not played since the fourth. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so obviously I was not as attentive to the game as you were. Yeah. I had realized it at that point. I was checking my scores and for whatever reason, and, and I've explained it to these guys and talked about it last week. Any other player, I, I would have realized it and replaced him. Lewis Brinson is such a piece of shit that I expect his score to stay at 0.8 for two or three days in a row. So when it yeah. happened, it didn't really fucking spark any you know interest for me to continue on and see. So when I did realize it, it at whatever 6.35 fucking p.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time. I have the screenshot. Uh, my, 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 <laughs> it was just a, a knee-jerk reaction to, oh, fuck, I haven't replaced this guy and immediately just put it in there. Honestly, I wasn't even fucking paying attention to the Phillies game at that point. And um, so my, my first point is, um, just to make sure that, that this is clear, I wasn't. my intention wasn't to get him in for that game, even though it had started. Secondly, oh, yeah. Yeah. So secondly, so had that game started, that that does happen where people will put people in after the games. Then what should have happened is that I just would have gotten his score for Sunday because right. the game had started. So right. I didn't have to, like, wait for the game to finish to replace him. I can right. do it at any point. But then it comes. So then the next step would be the the person responsible for making that change and making sure that it happens correctly, which is not in my hands at that point, nor yours. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so we, we've got it correct. Um, I put it, I, I changed the, uh, we took Herrera out. So it was a good catch. And, um, if the, if the site doesn't correct it, we will correct it. So you're, you're there. You're, you're all set. So yeah, completely legitimate, a, a, a legitimate beef. I um, uh, personally, I was interested as to whether or not you, you had the knowledge pocketed and just didn't use it, as you said, because you didn't need to, because you won. And then all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, 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 hold on a second, motherfuckers! You guys are going <laughs> to give Posey these points. Hold on, we got to take these away, uh, which makes complete sense. 
Um, and then, you know, which, which my next question and my only opportunity to get any, um, feel good out of this for myself and this roller coaster ride of bullshit. <laughs> is, uh, that was a loss, you, you had, a win and a loss, right? All in, in one, one, like, day, right, one in yeah. one week. So you had to be at least a little embarrassed when you were typing that out, knowing that you had had three fucking free games without Lewis Brinson being replaced. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. I I mean, you know, you, you roll with them. Uh, I guess uh, you take advantage of where you can. Like I said, like I even told, I told Tim, I think right away, I was like, I don't even feel good about like <laughs> right, right. how this is working out. Like I really Neither don't, us, but sir, man, yeah. I, I, you know, being in the race, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if we were six and eight or whatever, I probably wouldn't even said anything. I wouldn't have cared, but, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The tougher part was trying to explain it to the guys that are chasing you back and forth. <laughs> I, I you yeah. lost, I won, I lost, I'm sorry. You know, you're in it, you're out of it. You're in it, you're out of it. Yeah. Uh, but... An eventful week for sure. Dusty, this... did you score any uh, points with the misses when you guys were at the play and she was observing you going through a whole uh, <laughs> range of emotion that she might have mistaken for your reaction to the play. And, and she was thinking to herself, Man, usually yeah, Dusty I, is so fucking stoic. I'm so proud of him. He's yeah. really emoting in this play. Look at him. He's deeply affected. Moment by moment, his mood seems to be changing. This play has really touched him. Yeah, you know, my range of emotions were displayed, you know, alongside the characters on stage. So, you know, I, I feel like, there was a lot of rubbernecking going on, though, of why there's a light, you know, as they're, yeah. you know, they're like, so I kind of was getting the uh, hardcore theater uh, people like, hey, dickhead, uh, put your phone away, please. Uh, yeah, I was get luckily, people, the theater are such pussies. I mean, you can <laughs> and then he, ju- he just turned around to the theater yell. and be assured of being able to kick anybody's ass. So it's like, <laughs> sir, he put your sh- phone away. You're not allowed to videotape this. And it's like, hey, motherfucker. I'm uh, I'm 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 negotiating a uh, fantasy baseball score here. <laughs> Yeah, I should have said my fantasy baseball is more important than your theater. Calm down, but I, I, I pretend yeah. game. That's right. It's Listen, this is West Coast. We're not on Ill- Broadway here, pal. Don't worry. Illegal about Illegal substitution, sir. <laughs> illegal substitution. Back this off. This is real life shit, I have a question for Dusty though. And, and Dusty, if you've listened to recent episodes of the podcast, we uh, especially this year, we've been breaking down a lot of fights around the league. And we, you know, we've even expanded our coverage of sports fights to other sports. And one of the things that we've concluded and has actually become a recurring theme in our podcast uh, is something that I think as a Giants fan, you'll have a unique perspective on. So we have concluded that Buster Posey is the epitome of what it means to be a pussy in terms of like <laughs> his unwillingness to fight. And it all stems back to, if you recall the fight last year, where um not a, hit. yeah Harper, and, right yeah and, and posey just stood there in all his fucking gear yeah you know, threw his hands up yeah, yeah just stood there you know and so we've concluded that he's a pretty big pussy but as a giants fan you know i think it's only fair to give you an opportunity to defend him if you think that's warranted you i mean i'll defend guys that i think need defending but i'm definitely not so much a homer that i don't recognize pussy dumb when i see it oh um, <laughs> The stuff with Strickland and Harper last year, like that one, like really, I was like, what are you doing? Like, at, at least pretend like you're going to fight. Like, even the, you know, do the hockey thing where they go and like pair up and just stand there and hold each other. Like, you're like, pretend like you're doing something, but don't throw your hands up and turn your back on the guy. And you know what else is soft about the Giants? 
freaking Brandon Belt gets thrown out of a game last night, the inning after he's pissed off. Like, how do you? How does that even <laughs> fucking happen? What happened? I didn't see that. What happened? Yeah. So, so he got a. Uh, there was a check, uh, check swing call on a third strike, and it was, it was pretty borderline. Most people say it probably shouldn't have been a strike, but he he got rung up, so he got punched out. And then uh, as he's coming back onto the field to play defense, he's walking across the diamond. He's barking at the third base umpire about what had happened 10, 15 minutes ago. And he got tossed out like, dude, somebody throw a bat or something like go. uh, (laughs) Who was the dude that fucking lit up the cooler the other day? Like, just do that. Like, go just walk on the field with your glove and get thrown out. Jesus. (laughs) Well, I guess when you have uh, a captain like Buster Posey, it probably has uh, yeah. a diluting effect to the rest yeah. of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. He's definitely not uh, the tough guy at all. He's a um, Florida State grad, man. So there should be every reason oh, yeah. to support him. But no, right. I can't. Um, Damn. Yeah. So that's yeah. Good. So we got. So we have a, a Florida State guy and a Giants guy. Yeah. And still. I'm pretty sure we could have Posey's mom on here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, I love him pussy. as my son. I do love him as my son because I gave birth to him. But oh, you know I, what? Uh, candy ass is a candy ass. Yeah, he's kind of a pussy. Further damning evidence against Posey was a couple of Sundays ago where we know most major league <laughs> catchers take a, a Sunday off. They do get banged up, yeah. but they don't make a point of telling the the public that, you know what? We're resting him because of X or Y. It's just a fucking day off. He's not good on the DL. It's just a day off. But, but you know, inexplicably, two or three weeks ago, they announced publicly that Posey was being given Sunday off because of general soreness. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that in all uh, of my years. I've never seen general soreness as an explanation for anything. Well, I don't think uh, sore labia plays very well on TV. So, <laughs> so that was that Man. was Greg's. There you go. So, so there you go, Greg. Maybe they were uh, actually trying to help him out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We're just going to go with general soreness on this. One. <laughs> yeah. Torn hymen is not good. Ouch. Dusty, I, I've got to, before we let you go, and, and I really appreciate you. I know you kind of rushed home to be able to hop on this podcast. But the, last year, there was, a, there was a game where you did not put Freddie Freeman into the starting lineup. And this was at a point where it was really weird. Um, Eldon was maybe dropping out of league. We didn't know where you were at. I, we dubbed you the zombie team because we, we had no idea what was going on. And it was very crazy. And, and you and I had had some conversations and so on and so forth. My question was, did you strategically sit Freeman so that you could improve your playoff chances this year? So and, and I don't, to, I don't to, really. Go ahead. Uh, and and to, to give you an out. Wait, what was wrong if, with my fucking question, Jack? Nothing. Nothing. I'm adding to it. If He's so, the co-commissioner. Oh, he needs fuck. to be heard. What a mistake. And that if is. so, were were you aware of the um There was no clause then. There was yeah, no didn't competitive exist, spirit. It didn't exist. <laughs> well except well, in your that, mind. Right. And that's what I'm asking. Right. So that's that's well, how what could I, he have been aware of it? It only existed in your mind. I just, <laughs> it no, it didn't. Other people were aware of it. It was kind of like an unwritten rule. He's talking about unwritten translated. The idea and concept get translated to Dusty is what I'm asking. So yeah, after after that, because it it was totally like at that point 
like I was in full like tank mode. Like we just need to lose Ooh. and hopefully you get a better pick. Um, you know, with it being the franchise portion, I really think that's like part of it. I think that's kind of like a strategy. Like mm. if you know you're not going to be good, then you need to be really bad. Like you can't be mediocre um, in these types of things. But after that happened and it was kind of brought up, you know, Tim told me, he said, hey, we kind of got this understanding. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, whatever. Um, so at the time when I did it, I didn't know that that was going on, but I understand it. And so that's fine. But yeah, it was totally like, yeah, we got to just lose and just be horrible. Not just be bad, just be shitty. Well, I, I don't know, man. You should listen to Greg and Jack talk now. Maybe this that would make sense going forward. I don't know. That's just <laughs> isn't Ozzy Albies on somebody's bench right now. Like what the fuck? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> woo! I wish this was a That's video because podcast Matt right Carpenter now. had eight games this week. I, well, they don't play the same position. And Albies only had five. They don't play the same position. They're both middle infielders on my team. Oh, Carpenter has middle infield still? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just first third. Okay, no, actually, well, I've got okay. him a third. No, Marwin Gonzalez had extra games this week, too. Yeah, Mar- yeah, Marwin Gonzalez was in. Yeah, I don't want to hear that shit. Well, three and, extra and, games. And so listen, so this is funny that he brought it up because this is part of the, the discussion that we had and some of the, that went back and forth. Are, 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 do you guys think foremost, I'm trying to lose? Right. That no, that's said? right. Thank you. That's my point. So. So some of this do, it has to do with your placement in the league because, Dusty, your team was out of it when that happened. Yeah. So it was an obvious, uh, assumed, <laughs> obvious move to benefit yourself where Joe obviously should have wanted to win this week and just sure. made a stupid fucking call. Um, you know, that said, Albase is, it's funny that he picked that guy too because when I was arguing this last year, I, I was trying to, to determine between this guy and this guy, Freddie Freeman's a no brainer. When does it become not a no brainer? And then when does it become an argument? And when, and Albeus is a a good example, because if I had put Albies in, I still would have lost the game. This time. (laughs) But Albies is a good example, because at the beginning of the season, he would not have been in that discussion. And I don't, think that he's quite the freddie freeman level of discussion yet but sure. he is kind of in that weird gray area of you know it's not an absolute but um it's it's a it's an interesting just that particular player for you to have brought up but again the 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 mindset of the owner comes into play and and obviously right. joe's goal is to win obviously your goal was to lose so that's where, again, the same action can be seen differently and, and effectively. I think we should just let owners own. I think we should just. Oh, finally, now. Yeah. God damn. I, I, was, dude, I was saying that. Before. Don't fuck it, dude. Oh, I was saying that please. last year. And uh, you were yeah, so. You were I just spent 10 fire. bucks on Nick Hunley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my phone just died. <laughs> okay. Bye, well, that was dusty. Revenge it's interesting. It's his, interesting his, that he got to his, say that his phone died. How does that happen? Well, and his still photo on on uh, Skype is the exact same position and background that he was just in. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, I'll I'll give him a second. See, I I don't know, guys. I thought he did a fucking great job on that. Yeah, he did. I yeah. mean, awesome. Does he look like Jack Black or is it me? No, he's. 
I tell you, he is such a good guy. Like, I love having him in the league. I'm so glad you guys had a chance to get to know him a little bit. He's fucking to watch a baseball. Like, cause I, I, we would basically every spring training, he was one of the guys that would be hanging out and just, he loves baseball. He knows baseball. I'm so glad you had the opportunity to kind of talk to him a bit. And, and to your point, Greg, he said like, we, we've been fucking lucky. Um, What's scary is what Jack pointed out is that they've got guys that'll come back and are going to come back rested and healthy at the time that they need them. And well, yeah, Dusty, I mean, he made the point. We, we've been high on uh, the dreamers for a couple of years. They had a lot of injuries last year, but I mean, they really are a team that in this have really kind of stuck to that core group of players. And some of them, when they began in the league five years ago, were those top prospects, but they've they've stuck with that core group of players, and they are uh, visible evidence that you know maintaining the course type of strategy might not be as gratifying every year, but it definitely they're trending in the right direction, and they seem poised to be good for some time. Well, guys, I know we didn't do any posies this week. Um, it was kind of funny. Tammy was listening to the episode as we were driving back from the coast yesterday and she thought I was saying pussy instead of posy. <laughs> um, so I thought that was funny, but um, maybe for next week, we can talk about Eddie Rosario's attempted bat flip that hit him in the head. Oh, um, and almost knocked him out um, on his way to first base. So, um, but I guess we can do that uh, in the, uh, maybe next week. Well, and I think the fact that, you know, we didn't have a, a specific posy award winner, but we kind of did have a referendum on whether or not that was even a valid award by asking a true Giants fan if he thought that that was a fair, uh, you know, stigma to place upon Posey. And, you know, and you know what? Resounding, yes. So the Pussy Posey Awards marches on. So does Posey win the Posey Award by having a San Francisco Giants lifelong? And I'm telling you, probably not the most balanced Giants fan saying yeah, dude, even fucking fake it and then deal with that in the locker room. Yeah. So, all yeah, right. Posey so. wins it. Yeah. Or like a lifetime achievement. <laughs> right. <laughs> Academy <laughs> Awards when they get they win, get oh, a special Oscar. Uh, lifetime achievement award. I think this was created based off, uh, didn't it come after the um, general soreness um, injury, so he definitely would have won that week. So yeah. like, at the very least, it's his fucking award. We got to give it to him at least once, at least Absolutely. once. Posey. Lifetime achievement award. Love you guys. All right, so Love I you will guys. later. Yep. Adios. Buenas noches. Good night. Sayonara. Sayonara, camera. Head toes that rise in me The cloud, the sea Can never be let out These lines repeat themselves Will eat your health And talk of hell Man, pull wardrobes apart Sly thoughts Prophetic dreams Pathetic scenes 
men about me that are fat, sleek-headed men and such a sleeper nights. Beyond Cassius has a lean and hungry look. He thinks too much. Such men are dangerous. Fear him not, Caesar. He is not dangerous. Would he were fatter. But I fear him not. Yet if my name were liable to fear, I do not know the man I should avoid so soon as that spare Cassius. He reads much. He is a great observer, and he looks quite through the deeds of men. 
He loves no plays, as thou dost, Anthony. He hears no music. Seldom he smiles, and smiles in such a sort as if he mocked himself and scorned his spirit that could be moved to smile at anything. Such men as he be never at heart's ease whilst they behold a greater than themselves. Therefore are they very dangerous. I'd rather tell thee what is to be feared than what I fear, for always I am Caesar. <laughs> <laughs>